Among all the things we all do, everyone does a good thing here and there. Obviously, some more than others. Even the worst of people do something good from time to time. And I suppose it also depends on how you define good. But I reckon when we speak of Scripture and take into consideration what God calls good works, the longer I look at it, the more obvious it is that the Lord considers there to be a wide difference between doing good things and having good works. Is it possible that the difference is a matter of the heart and not the deed which was done? That the difference isn't in the action, but from the foundation the action was performed? Hmm. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. I'm Social Porter with Cletus Iommi, and this is Outposts, a semi-live broadcast from the late evening cascading banks of the Ocklawaha River, where the trees gently lean over the river's edge and every evening is pleasant. As the day is drawing to a close, where are you on your at-rest meter? The Lord rested after seven days of creation and meant for us to have times of rest also. If we are always in production mode, always under the weight of getting stuff done, we will burn out, possibly even imploding. It seems so many are under the constant weight of taking their children here and there being driven by the needs of those around them who don't seem too concerned for anyone else's welfare. Or maybe there's pressure at work to accomplish more than what we signed on for, like an overbearing boss who micromanages everyone and everything. We must endure their poor management style because we need the job really bad, so we endure for the sake of a paycheck. We need rest or we will be wounded. It is surprising how restorative good sleep is. Remember, if the devil can't prevent your going forward, he'll get behind you, put his foot on your back, and shove you forward faster than you can go. He thinks it's funny to see you fall, laughing at your pinwheeling arms and legs while falling forward to skin your hands and knees. I think it's good to know when to say yes, but also equally important how and when to say no. You get my drift? Mm Mm-hmm. This evening's topic is illustrated righteousness or good works. What does the Lord mean when he uses the word works? And is there a difference between doing good things and maintaining good works? Come go with me this evening, put your ears on, and I'll return after a short but pleasant break.
God and the Bible are our reference, first, last, and always. The Lord alone is our standard, and any other standard is only a degraded version of the truth. God points us to the Bible, and the Bible points us to God. Christ and the Bible are our reference for morals, principles, and ethics. Together they are our guide on how to think and conduct ourselves in conversation and the act of living. So, in light of that, by the law of first mention, the first time the Lord mentions labors or just work is in Genesis 2-2, where he uses work and rest in the same sentence. From that simple example, I take it that if we speak of our works in Christ, we must also speak of our rest in Christ. If we work, we must rest, and when we rest, the intent is to take a time of repose, to gather ourselves in devotion to the Lord, replenishing our stores in preparation to surge forward again in the name of Jesus. What is your idea of what the Lord means when he says something is good? When he used the word good in Genesis 1-4, saying, And God saw the light that it was good, I see it as an incredible word. It can be a noun, a verb, an adjective, masculine or feminine, single or plural, just amazing. Upon dissecting the word to the letters, God's idea of good is like favor from the margins. Uh, Now, I really like that. Favor from the margins. From edge to edge, running down and overflowing. In reference to all his works, his plans accomplished and yet to be, Jesus and the resurrection, favor from the margins means... In our link to God, the cross of Christ, there is hidden shalom, like a fountain in the eye of the landscape of all that's in the house of the Almighty. Within the word good, there is an arm and hand which sow seeds, growing the kingdom of God, so we all can watch and see it grow and know that the Lord is God. Friends, friends, I think that is a definition worthy of serious consideration. So here it is again. Through the cross of Jesus, God's goodness is centerpiece in the landscape of heaven, by which we sow seeds of righteousness, growing the kingdom of heaven. So much of our definition of good is so, so very subjective meaning it is our version of it all. According to us, often we lower God's standard to be something we find more, how should I say, uh, more palatable and easier to perform. And then we use our idea of good as a standard to measure ourselves by. I'm a good person, I'm a good person. Eventually, we decide, according to our own twisted standard of goodness, that we are good people. And, well, hmm, from God's perspective, that's not right. 
Good works is illustrated righteousness. It is the planting of the seeds of the kingdom of God. of Steve Hill Ministries wrote, Many Christians are heavy and cast down, principally because they are idle and selfish. They often feel that the active, benevolent spirit of watching for opportunities to do essential service to our fellow creatures is no more than menial. What good does it afford to merely believe in doctrines which are then put to no good purpose? Usefulness is the very excellency of life. No man in the real church of Christ lives unto himself. Every true Christian is a tree of righteousness whose fruits are good and profitable unto men. He is glad to help and to comfort others. He is diligent and industrious. He speaks to edification, dwells in peace, gentleness, and love. He reproves what is wrong by an excellent example and recommends by his own practice what is pleasing to God. Our good works express mercy and are thus expected to be performed by believers insofar as they are able in accordance with Matthew 5-7. Well, that's quite a statement. Do you see the heart posture in Mr. Hill's words? He said, Reproving what is wrong by being an excellent example and recommends by his own practice what is pleasing to God. Our expression of mercy is one of God's key attributes. Mercy is considered as foundational good works and sets an example by our outward practice. The Lord has defined what is good, and His requirement of each of us is to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with the Lord our God. Around 1607, a painter named Caravaggio did an extraordinary painting depicting the seven works of mercy which are a set of compassionate acts concerning the material welfare of others. The painting portrays feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, burying the dead, giving shelter to travelers, comforting the sick, and freeing the imprisoned. Those works of mercy are termed by the Lord as good works. They plant seeds of peace 
and impart the vision of clear water flowing from the eye of the landscape of the heart of God. 1 Peter 2.12 But to live such good lives among the pagans that even though they now speak against you as evildoers, they will, as a result of seeing your good actions, give glory to God on the day of his coming. What that means is that the works of mercy, the good works God motivates us to do, are works which are observable. They are righteousness illustrated so everyone can watch and see that they would come to the knowledge that the Lord is God. Fathers, don't just tell your children how they should be. God calls you to be the man who is an example of how they should be. You want them to be different. You be different. Don't just tell them about justice, kindness, and honesty. Live your life according to the standard of the Lord and let them see you demonstrating how they should live their lives. I am compelled to ask, do I have works of mercy in my life? We all should take some personal inventory after looking at Caravaggio's work. Is the righteousness the Lord says is within me visible? Or am I busy wearing a disguise so I fit in with the rest of the world? Hmm. And you? Where do you fit in this? I want to paint with words something visible, something seen with our internal eyes when I speak of good and goodness, with the end point being a better understanding of good works or righteousness illustrated. John 10.32, while being persecuted by the Pharisees, Jesus answered them, saying, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. He demonstrated good works, and he didn't just talk about what he might do if he had the time, or what he would do maybe sometime in the future. He did the works. He got up out of his chair and took action, just like the Lord is God of action, and there is nothing passive and uninvolved about him. Titus 2.14 implies that not only was Jesus zealous for good works, but we who are free from iniquity should also be zealous for good works. The actions of the wrongness of character and a bruised conscience are visible, 
And even when done in secret, they somehow have a way of finding their way into the public eye. Sort of like when I was a child and fell on some glass. A doctor got most of the glass out and then sewed me up. But over the years, occasionally, a little piece of glass would suddenly appear at the surface of my skin from time to time. Well, sin is that way, just like good works are that way. It may hide for the moment, but our works, evil or righteous, have a way of coming out. Illustrated righteousness is visible, and even when done in secret, they can't stay hidden. 1 Timothy 5.24-25 reads, The sins of some people are obvious and go ahead of them to judgment, but the sins of others follow afterwards. Likewise, good deeds are obvious, and even when they are not, they can't stay hidden. Well, now here's an example of the attitude behind good works. One day, while discussing cruel merchandisers, skimmers, scammers, and fleecers of the innocent, a good friend of mine said, I don't think I'm the best example of a human on this planet, but I trade too, we all do. If I'm trading with somebody I don't know, I want to trade profitably, but I don't take advantage of people. As for people in my circle, I never profit from them. That's wrong. That is good works. And it's not just a physical action, but more an attitude which propagates good works. Can you hear what I'm saying about this? assume that there are believers who are full of good works, like the disciple in Acts 9.36, which reads, In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which when translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. The woman's name literally means the gazelle, and I take it she was devoted to illustrating the righteousness of Christ in her heart and was known as a graceful person. Not only were we created to illustrate righteousness, but God has actually prepared in advance good works for us to do. And you know, if there was preparation, then there must have been provision. And if there was provision, there must have been vision. Provision meaning anything that supports the accomplishing of the vision. 
So we see there, God has actually prepared in advance good works for us to do. That means he had an idea what it looks like. He gave us the qualities in Christ to accomplish the vision. And then he made a preparation in advance for us to do the good works. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's poetry, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. All our spiritual advantages are from God. Did you get that? All our spiritual advantages are from God. We are His workmanship, His poetry, not only as people, but as saints. As believers, we are a new person by the blood of Jesus and are born again by His will, by the influence, action, and application of the Holy Spirit. We were created to illustrate righteousness. We are designed to be fruitful. The seeds of righteousness, wherever God has planted them, are the seeds of His character, and they will grow good works. We are not saved by our good works, but the good works are evidence of Christ in us. Question now, can the Lord plant anything which will not grow and be fruitful? God has appointed to us the knowledge of His will, and by the assistance of the Holy Spirit, we live out a life of illustrated righteousness that we would glorify God by exemplary character, conduct, and conversation, the marks of a true leader. Character, conduct, and conversation. Titus 2, 7-8 In all things showing integrity, in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, and sound speech that cannot be condemned. Now there it is, marks of leadership. Anyone can be a leader that tells people where to go and what to do, but God's idea of leadership is someone of such exemplary conduct, character, and conversation that other people want to be like you, and we should glorify God in this. I believe from the Lord's perspective, good works comes from the hands of the righteous. Even sinners do good things, but nowhere does God call the works of the unredeemed good works. The fruits of righteousness is good works, and by His grace, we are adorned with good works that the people of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished with the ability to illustrate God's goodness. Good works do not exist unless, bottom line, unless we do something. We must make a move and move the ball, or else good works doesn't happen. It's not enough to be on the ball field. We've got to move the ball. Let me say this again. Good works do not exist unless, bottom line, unless we do something. We must make a move and move the ball, or else good works doesn't happen. In fact, nothing just happens. Good works require heart and motion. Got that? Heart and motion and think about it.
doing something good is the same as good works. But the Lord considers works done by the hands of the righteous as good works. In order for righteousness to be illustrated, we must be righteous to begin with, wouldn't you say? It's not about doing something good or not. It's about the platform doing something good springs from. It's a matter of the heart, not the action. Our actions don't make us right with God. Romans 10.9 That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and to believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confessing and believing in Christ gives us the righteous platform we need in order to do good works. People by themselves, without Christ, are not enough. That is why good people don't go to heaven. Yeah, that's because there aren't any. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In our link to God, the cross of Christ, there is hidden shalom. Like a fountain in the eye of the landscape of all who are in the house of the Almighty. Wow, that's pretty good. In our link to God, the cross of Christ, there is hidden shalom, like a fountain in the eye of the landscape of all who are in the house of the Almighty. Within the word good, there is an arm and hand which sows seed, growing the kingdom of God, so we all can watch and see it grow and know that the Lord is God. Our good works are an expression of mercy, one of God's key attributes. Our illustrated righteousness is considered foundation good works and sets an example by our outward practice. I'm Social Porter, and this has been Outposts, cool jazz and contemplative conversation brought to you by Living in His Name Ministries, believe.bellaillum.com, Area 22 Guitars, old Eddie down there, he knows his stuff, man. WK Studios and Jeff and Karen at Trinity Bakers, the sweet spot on Main Street. Trinity Bakers, where there's always something good in the oven. Music was by Bill and John, Mark and Bruce, and some other folks that do really well. All music use is licensed by BMI. Support is from Living in His Name Ministries, Mr. Dancing Fingers himself, Shine Patterson, Mark Fox, Charles and Melissa Foxes, all them foxes up in the holler, who live in the thriving metropolis of Mars Hill. Let your light shine this week. Put your feet in motion. Get up from your chair and look for a way to illustrate the good seed God has sown in your hearts. We are to live out an illustrated life of righteousness. Get it in gear. The world is watching, so give them something to see. Let them see your illustrated righteousness. Be strong and courageous. Take your time and listen for the Lord. Believe me, He really, really is speaking, and you really, truly can hear. Amen, amen. Amen.